Hello, and welcome to the 74th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I am an associate professor at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, think about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I know Alex Lane is probably over there, like, lip-syncing my uh, intro. And I am joined. <laughs> What's really funny is when she does it, like, when we go to a conference or something, and that's how she starts to introduce herself. You got called out for it at, uh, at C. I know. They're like, oh, <laughs> podcast voice. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I am joined tonight um, by a collection of wonderfully smart women. Uh, who include Alex, Charlotte, Sarah, and a special guest tonight, uh, Jen. Uh, ladies, would you like to introduce yourselves and since we have a guest? Jen, would you like to go first? Oh, that's not fair at all. That's <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. Oh, totally fair. Okay. Totally fair. What do I say? Um, who are you? I am a person. Such an exercise. I am a person who likes chocolate and who is going crazy with grad school and who happens to also like RPGs. <laughs> awesome. Do I have to say more? We'll take that. <laughs> okay. Who else we got tonight? We got me. Who are you? I am Alex Lane. <laughs> I'm a PhD candidate at Purdue. Not for very much longer, though. Uh, I'm about to be an assistant professor at Metro State University in technical oh, communications. Yay! So, yes, yes, I'm very excited. Um, and I uh, study uh, video games and the video game industry and gender issues in, in that. That's me. <laughs> okay, well, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll go. Um, I'm Charlotte High, I'm a PhD student at Purdue. Um, I study professional writing also, and I'm extremely jealous of. Alex's awesome new job. It is the dream. Living the yes. dream. Yes. Yes. And I also um, study games and Legos. <laughs> the Legos are important. Legos. Legos are very important. I almost lost my mind storms today. I had a nervous breakdown. Oh. I, I left them in the classroom and, and then like it took me like 30 minutes to figure it out. Oh no. Uh, but one of my students had them. So. Oh. <clears throat> well, that's good. That's very good. Yeah, I was panicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we're All right here. Uh, so, so I'm Sarah. I am a undergraduate student at Purdue University studying creative writing and professional writing. And I'm about to graduate and I'm looking for a job in the gaming industry. Um, I can play a variety of roles, so, you know, hire me. Go first, because then I know what to say. <laughs> well, here's your chance to add whatever you want to add about who you are, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Sarah's like, no, a good again. way to end. She, you know, she's got the job uh, proposal going. Yeah. But I don't want to take away from that. She needs that attention. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna do our usual: what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. The three very important questions of the week. Probably the most uh, important questions you'll ever have to answer. Like what we spend the most time talking about. That's true. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so what, what are we playing this week, ladies? We can go uh, 
we usually we make the guest or have the guest go first, Jen. I can go first. <laughs> okay. What have you been playing? Um, I've actually been doing a lot of going back to games that I have played before that I really liked. Um, so I've been kind of bouncing back and forth between Final Fantasy Tactics and Seven. Um, so that's probably been the majority of my time recently. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also uh, been checking out a new game called Banished on Steam, um, which is basically just a, a town simulator type thing, but it's pretty challenging and kind of fun. So That's all I have right now. Well, that's cool. What were yeah. the other ones? Well, we'll just do one at a time. Okay. Yeah. Charlotte? Um, okay, well, I'm broke, so I've been doing a lot of the PS3 free games. Uh, which one of which is Lone Survivor, and I got so into it. It's, it's addicting. I don't even know. It's, it's almost like the new Raymond Legends, except I think it'll be a shorter game in general. But um, it's really fun. I didn't think I'd like it because it's, it's sort of mm -hmm. like, I guess, 16-bit, and I, that sort of scared me off. Um, but, man, it just sucks you right in, and it almost seems like the worse you play, the worse the game gets, like oh. harder. Like harder. That seems so, counterintuitive. Yeah. <laughs> But it's kind of funny um, and, and annoying in some, in some sense because the, the two issues you have that you really have to think about are food and sleep. And, man, this dude is hungry all the time. <laughs> Every two minutes he's like, I'm hungry. So, I don't know. It's really interesting. I, I like it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, i also been playing uh, Arkham Origins Blackgate on the Vita, which the Vita part is important because I sh didn't know if I wanted to buy it because... Vita games often are not good. Um, anyway, it's really awesome. It's really pretty, and it um, makes up for the Lego Super Marvel Heroes disaster. Um, it's not an open. It's not an open world, but it's a really it's a well done game. So I'm enjoying it. Um, and I started playing Monster Hunter today again because it's free. Yeah. Um, I don't know about it. I put it on here because the costumes are really, like, out of this world bad. <laughs> but they're bad for both men and women, so it's strange. The men are wearing bikinis also, so I don't know what that's about. Interesting. Um, then, of course, Lego Movie and Raymond. I can't stop with the Raymond. Sorry. It's a, it's a sickness at this point. It is a sickness. <laughs> that's it. All right, Sarah, what you playing? Um... I played a lot of Lightning Returns and I finished it. So, Ooh. Yeah. oh hey, nice. <laughs> I like was trying to power through it during the first half of spring break that I was staying here because I didn't want to like bother unplugging the PS3 and taking it with me back home. So I like spent a lot of days just like marathoning it. Um, I think it was like 70 hours was how long it took me, but I do a lot of everything, so I think that's just why it took me so long. I make sure I get everything I possibly can. Um, uh, bringing Mirror's Edge to playtesting made me play it again. Um, only slightly obsessed, just, just a little bit. It's like 5%. Uh, yeah, it's 5% obsessed. And mm -hmm. then um, various Mario parties uh, with my fiancé, and he is like in the creation of a Mario Party drinking game. So if you're curious, if you're curious about how to make a Mario Party drinking game, I think he's thought long and hard about this. I, I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's a noble goal. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, I guess it's my turn. Well, I have been playing a whole hell of a lot of Bravely Default still. How are you still playing that game? Um, I am a little it's over a halfway game. done. I'm not shut up. Um, there are no, four not because crystals. Of I'm not because of that, that but because to... of the shut up. 16-year-old sexualized girls in it. It's a very long game. They're the exact same person. They just say 18 <laughs> instead of 16 or 14. Well, they're adults. It's like watching day. Sailor Moon. They just uh, always yeah. stay the same. Which I don't understand age. how people do yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me say, um, I'm still playing, um, and I'm about, I guess, by halfway through, because there are four crystals that you have to revive. I have revived two, and I'm on my way to the third. Um, and I'm having, I'm, it's a, it's a solid, it's a solid JRPG. That's Ugh. you know. Um, <laughs> I keep telling myself that yes, the girls in the game are indeed twenty and not sixteen. Yeah. Um, the things you love can be problematic. Because, it's okay. Yeah, but you still get to get called <laughs> up for it. <laughs> yes, I do get to get called out for it, and I will take it. Good. Um, we can acknowledge problematic themes and still enjoy the games. Yeah, absolutely. We'd have a hard time enjoying games well. at all if we didn't do that. That's that true. We have no choice. <laughs> I just like to call Sam out because her visceral reactions to most things are so strong that she won't finish the games if they're too bad. I know. I really won't, which is really amusing, isn't it? Um, so, like I said, I'm a little more than halfway done at this point. Um, still playing Hearthstone, of course. Um, and uh, I've got a couple of new games this week. Um I picked up Yoshi's New Island um, for the 3DS uh, because, of course, it was out. Um, and I had here's another well, you know here's another confession, but I've made these confessions before uh, because I never played the Nintendo platformers early in life. I have never played a Yoshi game, um, so no, I'm playing Yoshi's Island. I don't think I've actually played a Yoshi game. See, I'm not the only one. I might oh, have, but never. Never enough to actually like be familiar with them. I like the Mario games better. Well, this was actually fun, so I'm having a lot of fun playing this Yoshi game. Um, I am also playing, um, or started playing, uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. I haven't seen you I'll on. Play. We gotta play together. No, I don't want to play with you. Come on, I'm <laughs> kidding. That'll be so fun. Um, and uh, so I, I, um, I rented it from GameFly because I didn't think I didn't know whether or not I would like it. Um, because you know Alex has scared me, and it is interesting because it's like a cross between Team Fortress Two and a and a collectible card game. Um, but I'm having a little fun with it. I cannot see myself playing this game long term for a long, long while, like Alex Lane. Um, <laughs> but uh, what? Because you know, because you know, third-person shooters aren't really my thing. Yeah, but, but I'm having a lot of. You're a plant. I'm a plant. <laughs> I know. Um, but I'm having a little fun with it. Uh, but an in edgy the meantime, plant. That's true. An edgy plant. 
A violent plant? Mm-hmm. A violent plant, yes. You like being violent <laughs> in games, though. I do. I don't mind being violent. Violence Indeed. is good. <laughs> cool. Um, and, oh, my, my current um, mobile addiction is uh, Another Case Solved, um, which is a combo um, match number, not three necessarily, because most of the time, you have to match at least three, but they want you to match at least five to get things, um, and a mystery game. So it's kind of a cross between uh, Professor Layton, but there's no uh, puzzles, just in theme, um, and um, Bejeweled, I guess, or Candy Crush, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm having, and it's, it's weird because it's not even a really good game, but it's addictive as hell. I mean, I've killed my phone every night playing this game, um, and I've been, and I was sitting here playing it when I was talking a few minutes ago too. Then I had to put my phone down. Um, so yeah, those that's what I'm playing this week, um, which doesn't feel like a whole lot, but I guess it's three new games, and with you know us going to a conference last week, I guess that's better than nothing. Cause you're the only one with those crazy play ten games a week standards, anyway. Yeah, man, 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 man. It's time for that. Jeez. <laughs> I don't sleep, Jen. I don't sleep. Yeah, I was gonna say the, kid, the person raising a kid and being a full-time professor and writing stuff and, and playing like, games. I, mean, I write. I write stuff about games, so I have to play the games. Yeah. But see, I have to write stuff about classical rhetoric. So. <laughs> well, you that know. Ch- that takes- takes away focus. You are not going to win the who has more responsibilities game with Sam. No, I don't mean that. I mean, I can't, like, I can't write about games. Yes, you can. You can make classical rhetoric about games. Yeah, you can. Well, yes, yeah, I am can. writing about games in our class. That's what the, the Olympics and, and uh, the, the, uh, the Gora, it was all a big game. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, see? Like, uh, what, what was her name's book? Uh, Hahi, Deborah Hahi, that was her whole book. Nice. Yep. Oh, I would not dare challenge Sam for the number of responsibilities. <laughs> it's a losing battle. Uh, I'll go next. Uh, the, I've only been playing two main games uh, in the past few weeks, and that's uh, Hearthstone and Plants vs. Zombies, which I've been I like have been gaming more the last two weeks than I typically do. Like it's like I don't know. Five plus hours a day, so plenty, plenty. That's but I've been just lot. been playing this. Oh, it's a lot. I know. Um, That's a lot, man. And I'm I'm stressing the plus because it's mostly plus. But it's just <laughs> I'm really obsessed with them. Um, we did that awesome uh, Hearthstone tournament uh, like a week and a half ago. That was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do another one of those coming up here. Um, I think not this weekend, but the following weekend. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been great. I love those games. Um, they're amazing. I'm addicted to them. And I also been played this new game um, for my indie game of the week called Science Girls. I imagine it said, like, Science Girls! Because there's, like there's an exclamation point. There's an exclamation point. I need to talk about this. I'll talk about that during my indie game of the week. But, um, yeah, it's... I'll talk about it later. But I want to throw this out there because, you know, it's coming up this week, and it's, it, it probably kind of will bridge over... Well, no, it won't. Um, but uh, Elder Scrolls Online uh, launches next week. You guys going to play but, that? But if you pre-order it, 
you can start this weekend. Interesting. And, right, the beta's um, been out, right? The beta's been out, but you but they they're having actually it's not beta, it's early access. So you'll be okay. able to keep whatever you play this weekend. <clears throat> um so you can start at seven AM Eastern Daylight Time <laughs> this weekend on Sunday. You'll be able to play Elder Scrolls online. Are you guys gonna play? You know, I think I'm gonna play. No. You say how much is it? Yeah. The game itself is like fifty fifty nine ninety nine, and then uh, first month's free, and then the usual I think fifteen bucks a month. Yeah, <clears throat> that's usually what ends up keeping me out of a lot of the MMOs. Is the monthly? Yeah. It's lack it can, of funds. <laughs> it can get you, um, but I think I'm gonna play <clears throat> because, uh, um, from what I understand, the Venture Guild's gonna build a guild in ESO. And uh, I need to do more MMO game playing with other uh, game studies academics, <clears throat> and I'm not going back to WoW. So, <laughs> regardless of what Alex Lane thinks, I'm not going back to WoW. One of my friends was playing the beta. It's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. So, Alex Lane, ESO this weekend. Get your shit together. <laughs> I, I got, I got, I got real life plans, man. I got meat plans. <laughs> Tuesday. You got meat plans? Meat space. Meat space. <laughs> oh, meat space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Meat> okay. <laughs> uh, what you reading, folks? Anybody reading? Anybody reading good stuff this week? I know it's been spring break. I bought Jimmy Thanks. Carter's new book. Who's? Jimmy Carter. It's about uh, women and religion and violence and politics. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Are you reading that? Yeah, I haven't started it yet. I just got it yesterday, but I'm dying to. It looks incredible. I saw his interview on uh, Colbert Report, and nice. holy crap, it looks good. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So, Anybody else reading anything good, games-related or tangentially so? <laughs> I'm reading Bob Johnson's new book. It has nothing to do with games, but... It's good. <laughs> I'm reading House of Leaves. Again, nothing to do with games, but really cool. Well, we both read class reading, so... Well, yes. <laughs> so we've read stuff on game design this week. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did read it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, yeah, that's been cool. Uh-huh, that's the word for it. <laughs> um, I'm actually you know what I actually just finished reading was uh, Krista Carter's uh, third Lexi Cooper book cool um, are you in three, it? did you die? how was it? I, I did not die I am in it but I did not die um, <clears throat> so I was like I'm gonna die but no I didn't die and that's what I am mentioned in it couple of times. I got to be um, I think the I got to be the quote unquote dead guy's girlfriend, I think is who I ended up being. Mm. Ex girlfriend, <laughs> not girlfriend. <clears throat> um, Typical Samantha <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the, the the dead guy's ex girlfriend is always gonna be me. Um, but it's a it's a good one. I mean, there was a it's got a good twist at the end. Um, you know, that made me I was as I was reading it, I got to the end and I was like, No 
Because hmm. like, I don't want that to happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, check out the end. Uh, it's a good read. It's fun. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for, um, for mysteries. Um, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. So, um, Purple Thorough is pretty fun, though. They are pretty fun. They're pretty racy, usually. And, and this one was not as racy as the first and even the second. Um, got a plus or a minus? Well, it depends on how you take <laughs> raciness. I think the, the first one was a little racy for Alex Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Too too racy for me? I didn't say too racy. I said a little racy for you. That shows how um, little you know Alex Lane. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, ooh, who's got the hum? I don't know. Sorry, I think that's me. Sounds like bass. It is sound like bass. I thought it was um, my neighbors or something. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was a car driving by my house. So. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been reading. Oh, now I heard something. Yeah, it's Sarah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sarah. Oh. <laughs> she muted herself. <laughs> I see her laughing. Mm. All right. Well, let's go on to the more important question of the evening. What you drinking, ladies? <laughs> Jen is our guest of honor. What you drinking? <laughs> You're going to hate my answer. I'm going to laugh at you. Water. You are. I'm drinking coffee. Hmm. It's okay, my answers are usually not alcoholic either. So. Oh, coffee. <laughs> Is there anything in it? <laughs> like some Baileys or some O'Reilly's or in, Lua, in my defense, Jameson. In my defense, I originally had a cider waiting specifically for this, and then I ended up doing the podcast not at my house where the cider is waiting for me. So this is my def this is my backup. Well, if it makes you feel better, you won't win the they are going to make fun of me argument here. That's <laughs> my category. What are you drinking? Water. I'm drinking sparkling water and wine. I think I that's a perfectly acceptable drink. Is oh, really? Now drink? you think it's a perfectly acceptable drink. You've been making fun of me for weeks. Compared to coffee. <laughs> <laughs> be, Alex makes fun of you. See, Charlotte, I'm here to. Not me. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, it's fine. I have wine. With box no of wine. wine. Box of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Half a box of wine. Yeah, all in one glass. All in one glass. Like I said, if I could fit half a box of wine in a glass, I'd be dead. <laughs> I'm a philosopher. I only have one glass. <laughs> it would be like a goblet. Instead of a glass. <laughs> yeah, would it be like like a big shrimp cocktail glass? <laughs> yeah. A big boat. Well, like there one of those like meant for four people, massive bowl glasses that you get when you're out at like some stupid frat bar. Mm -hmm. Don't they have that? I, I swear are... we went we went to um the Scotty's brew house down on like the levee and they had like the fish bowl. Where it's like supposed to be for four people. <laughs> they do. <laughs> like I like one of those in one straw, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sarah, what you drinking? I have a Smirnoff. Hey. <laughs> yeah. It's because yeah, I was drinking alcohol. It's because my my 
ironically, my mom got them for me when I went home, and then I like put them in the car. You had some cool factor going for you for a second. Until <laughs> <laughs> you broke your shit, my mom got them for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hang out with my mom probably more than anyone else, so I'm not going to make fun of you. Well, my mom, my mom has a booze buzz- budget, and I, I don't. So. Indeed. Ah, that makes sense. Indeed. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's everybody, huh? What are you doing? You didn't say anything. Oh, oh, shit. It's my turn. Um, (laughs) The answer, a lot. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) I am am drinking. I am using. I am drinking. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Truth comes out. (laughs) I am back to the usual uh, drink. Of the podcast, the sneaky, the sneaky, sneaky. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I'm drinking the sneaky, sneaky, and it's Sarah's fault that I am, uh, <laughs> I am uh, multiple drinks in. Oh, my fault. What? <laughs> because you were late, so she had to go get another one. Because uh, the one that I had was almost half gone, and I'm like, yeah, Sarah's late. Because you were trying to log in, so not late, but you were having you were having technical difficulties. Yes. So well, uh, I had to. I was like, if I don't finish this one and go make another one, I'm gonna have to get up mid podcast and go make another one. So I finished it. Heaven forbid that, that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah. So it's your fault. Yeah, absolutely. I blame <laughs> Google. Yeah, yeah, I blame you. <laughs> Shifty Google. We can blame shift all night long. I'm happy with that. (laughs) All right. So, that is our usual what you play, what you you drinking. (laughs) Have another drink, Sam. How about the news this week? Sarah, what you got? News. Okay, so my first piece of news, um, and one that is causing a lot of uproar, is that uh, (laughs) Facebook... Unexpectedly bought uh, the Oculus Rift VR. Um, they do the the Rift headset, um, and everybody was just kind of like, "What the heck?" Because <laughs> it really like it. From what I could tell, it seems like it was a business deal that was done like overnight, and Facebook's stock has gone down like seven percent since the announcement. <laughs> um, uh, and I just have seen a lot of angry Facebook statuses about it um, so far. I'm not exactly sure what that's going to mean, but... Yeah, okay, so here's a question, because I, I read this earlier, because um, everybody's been talking about it, but what did they pay? Was it two, mil- two billion? Two billion. Two billion. It says two billion in cash and stock, so... Two billion yeah. plus dollars. Now, mind you, this Oculus Rift was something that they kickstarted what two years ago? That's I'm not impressive, sure, but not not that long ago, yeah. Yeah, it was like two years ago they kickstarted the Rift. <laughs> two billion. I mean, that's like uh, that is like a bad um, what you call it movie. <laughs> you know, two billion dollars. Oh. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, Austin and it, Powers. And it says, Austin Powers. It Austin says Powers. this includes 400 million and 23.1 million Facebook shares. So 400 million in cash and 23.1 million Facebook shares. Insane. But then an additional 300 million earn out will be paid in cash and stock if Oculus hits certain unspecified milestones. That's insane. So Kickstarter so gone pro? I thought people were <laughs> upset because um, they thought Facebook was going to ruin Oculus Rift. Yeah. Is that not why people are upset? I think it Do you is. think they're not? I think that people are like, Facebook is, Facebook does the social, like, Facebook gaming sort of thing, and they're going to do, like, Oculus Rift with the little farm, the, I don't know. I think it's just a weird combination of people are, like, not pleased that it went to... It's like it's gonna be like a combination of Google Glass and Farmville. It's gonna be able to play <laughs> social games as you walk around. We're like an immersive Facebook. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Isn't that called real life? I know. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Basically, just like everyday life. New. No. Walk around, see people, say hi, <laughs> poke them, three <laughs> <Bring> me D. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Give them a thumbs up, like they're like, like what they're doing. <laughs> insane, man. Insane. It's a little insane. Um, yes. So my next news is that um, I before the Xbox One came out, they discussed how they were doing a reputation system, um, mm -hmm. where it would be like you'd either have a good, a needs work, or a bad reputation system. And now, in addition to that, um, they're implementing uh, penalties for uh, penalties and rewards for based on what your status is. So if you're um, good, which means you don't have like any uh, reports for abusive behavior or anything like that, um, you have all the regular functions. And they said that they will be giving out uh, like special special um, prizes, I guess, or like a. Pr just rewards for good behavior, I guess. That's what it seems like. But they haven't... It was just vague. Um, but then, if you have the needs work, they will be giving you um, warnings where they send you, like, the reports of what you've been doing and why it's disruptive and, like, how you can change. And mm. then if it go... If you get too many um, reports, then you go into the red and they will... Um, suspend you from certain functions, including uh, the Twitch broadcasting ability, um, <laughs> and it will limit people's ability for matchmaking and stuff like that. Um, and that's what my post is going to be on tomorrow. So, <laughs> But I thought it was pretty good news. Um, what it seems like to me is that they're trying to come up with a system like Riot Games has for their tribunal. Um, yeah. It's been really successful in mitigating trolling and yeah. offensive behavior. Um, which is like you you make the community sort of you give them you empower them to patrol it themselves. Um, what's gonna what what the what is I'm interested to see is that the reason why riots has been successful is because they're willing to follow through, and they're willing to ban top top players from the game um, for mm -hmm. trolling and harassment and stuff like that. Um, and I highly doubt Xbox One has the mechanisms to be able to tell yeah. like if a bunch of people got together and are trolling one person to try and get them kicked out, 
or if they're actually doing this type of behavior, and two, the actual follow-through to be able to do that. They, um, yeah, because they, it's going to become a badge of pride if it's just, like, a badge for being a dick, you know? They did yeah. say that they would be, um, like, looking, if you if you have a sort of report for something like that, that they would be um, monitoring it. But I, I do think that also it's, like, because it, it seems like it's going to be based on, um, like, a formula kind of thing. Like, if you have so many so many reports in a certain amount of time, that's, like, what causes... But they did say that it's going to be retroactive. So um, from the point on, they're measuring it from the point on um, as when Xbox One launched. So <laughs> any reported behavior before that counts. So if you're really bad, you could be starting out with, <laughs> with restrictions. <laughs> you could already be banned. <laughs> you could already have problems. So yeah. I mean, I'm, I think glad, it's nice. I'm glad that they're stepping in that in that direction. I'm just, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm skeptical at the follow through. I feel like they're just sort of trying to get on the hype of, like why you know one of the reasons why Riot's so successful. But but I'm 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 all for it. Yeah, I mean whatever they can do, I think is helpful. Yeah, make it try make it sense. So um, yeah, yeah, I want to see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, because <laughs> they already have the. I I don't do Xbox, so they are they already have. From what it sounds like, they already have the the like rating scale. So uh, they do. It's it's interesting when you know you can kind of see kind of from red, yellow. I mean yeah. from uh, green, yellow, red, how you're rated. Yeah. So um, people can tell like if you're a nasty player or something like that. Well, you know, that's it'll be interesting. I mean, I because guess. I'm a person who has, um, who has been uh, rated down, and you can tell when someone rates you down because your your little bar drops, your score drops. Mm. Because I won't talk to people when I play multiplayer games. I mean, if if it's required to play the game, because you know, Alex and I have talked about this. There are certain games that is required to play. Um, to, to communicate to play the game well, like you know, Dungeon Defenders, or if you're playing squad-based games. But you know, if we're playing Peggle multiplayer or something crazy like that, a card game multiplayer, or even a board game, you don't need to talk to me, mm-hmm. and I don't need to talk to you because there is nothing. We're not. It's not co-op play. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will get pissed when you don't talk to them. Um, yeah, you, I don't like that. They, they will. They get pissed when you don't talk to them. I'm like, wait, that's that's not my job. I'm not here to talk to you. I'm here to play this game. We're both, you know, paying money to play this game. Um, you 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 know, it's not my job to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people will get pissed and they will rate you down for not talking to them. Um, yeah, because it's like it's impossible for you know me to you know get like a bad rating because one, I don't talk to people. Uh, <laughs> but you know. That's now, if I had to talk to people, they probably would rate me down because I'm a major. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you aren't sending people like mm-hmm. threatening messages, Sam? <laughs> Sleep threats. <laughs> I am a major shit talker. I I don't mind telling it. That's why I only play with people I know, and I tell them up front, I'm a shit talker. If you don't like you that, don't play. Like with me. a shit talker at all to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're getting on me just for playing like Tokaido, man. Doing what I have to do to get there. <laughs> That's a board game. It was just magic. 
She was mad. I, I like killing people. It's not my fault. I prevented her from getting sued. <laughs> in the game. In the game. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, my next news is that Game Boy Advance games will be coming to the Wii U. So, every they say every Thursday in April, apparently, um, a Game Boy Advance game will be released onto the Wii U. Um... <laughs> and so far, the announced titles are Advanced Wars, Metroid Fusion, and Golden Sun. So I'm not sure what all games will be coming on eventually, or how long they're gonna do it. If they plan on going past April, um, but I think that's interesting. Although Game Boy Advances themselves are not very expensive, so I don't know. Well, because for some strange, well, okay, it's not a strange reason. I am a special character in that I like to keep the game systems that I yeah, have. Me too. Other people get rid of theirs. So I can understand why. But there were some good Game Boy Advance games. So. Yeah. I see it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have like all of my Game Boys. <laughs> yeah, me too. Probably have too many. Like, I don't need this many. Especially since Advance can play the other ones. So you only really need the one. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, cause it was it was interesting because P we ordered um, shirts from T Fury, and P got a in a grab bag, and P got a um a, a, did I talk about this before? She got a, a a a shirt that had a picture of a Game Boy dressed as Mario on it. Oh no! no. She was looking at it like, what the hell is this? And I was like, <laughs> oh my darling, <laughs> let me introduce you to the world that was the original Game Boy. <laughs> so I pulled it out. She was looking at it like, what is that? I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Though when you play Game Boy, you need a battery budget. So yes, that's yes, the No, you know what you really <laughs> need a battery budget for it was the old Sega handheld. Well, that one was bad. Yeah, because it was backlit and color, so you could play, literally, because it took, what, four batteries? And then you could play maybe an hour, hour and a half before the batteries died. Oh, wow. So yeah, I, and I have two of those puppies. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you don't have to of, Sam? Shut up. You have a stockpile of batteries, though, right? So you're all good. Well, they take, they take AA batteries. I have a stockpile oh, of AAA <laughs> batteries because I bought the same pack from Sam's Club twice. <laughs> no good. Yeah. Or very good. <laughs> if you use a lot of AAA batteries. That's right. So my, my rumor of the week um, is that there... According to a um, reliable anonymous source, um, there the second um, the second new Assassin's Creed title uh, is either called or like codenamed Assassin's Creed Comet. Um, they found this information like on a leaked forum posty. Looking, it's like a screenshot. Um, like literally, somebody took a picture of a screen. Uh, discussing what looks like a, a press release for it. Um, but apparently, I don't know where they're getting this source, but they say that it's uh, reliable, but um, just in case, I mean, you know, I, I personally enjoy rumors, so. <laughs> but, um, so basically they said that it's going to tell the story of, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to pronounce his name right, Isiosa? Um, grandson of Adderwall, 
Adewale, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name either, um, from Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, uh, who, will seek, who will seek the advice and guidance of Connor. So. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Um, so this is the second one after Unity. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they are for sure doing two new titles. Um, and now the, the question is, so this is going to be the an Assassin's Creed comment is going to be another African American assassin. I think so. So because it's going to be Adewale's. Well, grandson. it's a grandson, so at least partially, at least. Hmm. That'll be interesting. So the question is, are they going to relegate the minorities to the handheld device game? Oh dear. Um. According to this, no. It says available on three Xbox 360, PS3, um, and PS4, and Wii U. It doesn't say anything about Xbox One, which is weird. Mm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of games for the Xbox One. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, right. Whatever. We're about to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> but I think it's interesting. So it sounds like if he is working with Connor, then it's going to be a lot of assassins of color. This should be interesting. That'll be interesting to see. He's, mm -hmm. he's described as um, being an intelligent young man with a naive personality. So. Oh, lovely. Very athletic <laughs> and articulate. <laughs> I'm glad somebody else said it. <laughs> you guys aren't aware. Athletic and articulate are the two things that they always describe, particularly African American athletes. Like, He's just so articulate. Shocking. <laughs> I see. Well, now he's, now he's intelligent and naive, so... <laughs> so intelligent. Because none of the others have been, apparently. I know, it's shocking. It's shocking. You don't have to, you don't have to point out that fact. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> That'll be fun. Oh, my God, Alex Lane. Um, <laughs> so... In the game of the week. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, for the I'm news. I'm very excited. I'm very excited to talk about this one. Apparently. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to say that I typically am very fair to my indie games of the week. Am I not? Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this, uh, this game is called, let me pull up my little screen here. This one is called uh, Science Girls by Hanako Games. <laughs> It is an anime RPG, and their line is the following to, to promote that. Uh, the school is under attack, and only the science club can save the day. Guide a group of schoolgirls as they fend off an alien invasion. Use your science powers, because that's a thing. Use your science powers to blast the enemy with fire and lightning. It's all up to you. Um, I bought this because I was like, what? A math and science <laughs> game that's like featuring girls? Like, that sounds cool, right? Yeah. Right? 
Okay. I I sense disappointment on the horizon. I know. That's why. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> I thought it sounded amazing, and then I thought like it's perfect to review for this week. Um, it was like four bucks or something, and you know, featured women and games, and I was very excited. Um, and let me just let me just. Oh gosh, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I I hate this game so much. I literally almost threw my computer out the window because I never wanted to look at the screen again because I hate it so much. It's awful. Oh, no. And any the people who made it should be ashamed of themselves. Usually I'm very respectful because I know making games is hard, but you know what's not hard? Um, elementary school girls with boobs and skirts that you can just almost see their lady parts <sighs> and then having them walk around and be like, hee 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 hee, and then distilling the Japanese culture down to phrases like, Oh, what were their phrases? Damn it! I memorized them earlier, so I could show, so I could tell you guys just how ridiculously offensively stereotypical it is. It's all, it's like a, a, just the worst, the worst type of representation of Japanese language you could imagine. Every time they fight, and it's like this, these little girl voices, and they're all sexualized, and it is just. The thing is, like, there's no graphics in it. The only graphics are like these girls, and they're having like it's kind of like comic book style cutscenes between where you like move around. And uh, so they're just, like, the shortest skirts, like, totally inappropriate. And you can choose, like, elementary or middle school. So they're elementary school girls, like, full boobs and everything. Nice. Um, oh, no. No, it's not. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I know, I know I'm very hard on JRPGs. I do not like them at all. I'm hard on almost all anime. Um, but this is ridiculous. Like you, you're an elementary school girl. Like it, it is terrible. Um, okay, so beyond the graphics, so you would think the redeeming qualities would be that it teaches stuff about math, right? Um, or not about math, but about science. Uh, no, no. Like you get asked like a question at the beginning, and then like the stupidest question is like, what's the difference between a plant and an animal? Like plants are green. Animals are single cells, or something. It, it was like the stupidest question, like that taught you nothing. And then no matter what answer you gave, they were like, "Ha ha 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 ha! Plants don't kill people." And it's like, no, oh, no, no. Oh god! In, in plants versus zombies, they do. Yes. Well, maybe those are zombies. But this, the sad thing is that it's just I, I, because I looked up, and it's the same creator who did Long Live the Queen, and I, I really love that. Game. Well, I am skeptical of your taste in this no. type of game anyway. It, it's <laughs> Long Live <laughs> the Queen is not like this. Long Live the Queen is great. That should be your indie game. This game makes me want to throw up all over myself and never play a game again. That's what this <laughs> game does. I hate it. So not all, okay, so then the gameplay is also terrible. It's like a dungeon crawler where you go into these different rooms. So you like go into a room and you control a party of girls. Uh, okay, so you control this party of girls, and you, like, fight these plant monsters, and, like, each one has, like, a move you can, like, kick or, like, punch. And then as you level up, you get science abilities, you can, like, hypnotize a plant. It's so, like, it's so... And you play on a chessboard, that, something that looks like a chessboard. I was going to say, you play on a board, because I had to look it up but because you, you were talking yeah. about it so bad. You don't, actually, because, like, you're, <laughs> you sit in your spot, and then the plants sit in their spot, and you, like go hit it's like it's like a pokemon bottle battle but it looks like it's on a chessboard so you just say kick this one kick 
this one, punch this one. Like, it's stupid. You don't actually use the board at all. There's no reason for there to be a board. You don't move around. You don't, like, have ones blocking other ones. I just, I want to die that this is a game, and I study games. That's, it's just terrible. So, um, I might write a letter to try and get my money back because it was so offensive. Don't make elementary school girls in, you know, tiny revealing skirts. And they're always, like, fluttering up in the wind. I mean, they're, like, they're, like, just pictures, not video. But they're always, like, flying up in the wind, even though they're standing still. Like... <sighs> play, play along with the queen in, instead. It's better. It really is. I will not give that company any more. I will assure you that it, it really is, actually. It actually. I'll play it. If you have it on your computer, I'll play it on your computer. I was going to say, play it off of one of our computers, and we'll... You don't have to give them any money. Yeah, I, I, we, we, we can all be family. We have to do that. That's fine. Because we can do the family share now. From this. It is horrible. Yeah, we need to be family. So we can family <laughs> share. Because, I mean, when you look at it, it actually looks like a decent game. It, it's got, like, persona-type graphics. You know, it looks like a, a yeah. good turn-based you know, JRPG, but if it's that horrible... Good and JRPG do not go in the same sentence together. However, it is... Oh my god. I love turn-based games. That's my thing. The Japanese the Japanese culture, like, appropriation thing is weird because I don't think that this company is Japanese in any way from what I yeah, can Yeah, I tell. don't think this... That's yeah, why... They got the name, but... Well, that's yeah. why that's what surprised me about the Japanese language because it was like I, I wish I could I wish I could have the the audio I wish I could remember what they were talking about but it was like the most like if you asked like a two year old growing up in rural Indiana what a Japanese person sounded like that's what they would say like it was so <laughs> awful. Well, like accent wise, accent wise, and like they weren't like they, they were clearly accent. like not saying words they were just like making sounds like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to try and do it because I don't remember, but it was awful. That's weird. Well, they don't talk in they don't talk in Long Live the Queen, so <laughs> there's no well, that's good. You know, interestingly <laughs> enough, it's got the same publisher as Long Live the Queen. Yeah, not the same dev, but the yeah, same that's publisher. Yeah, that's why we're saying it's better. Oh, it's the same publisher, so that it's more. Mm. Yeah, see that, that you don't have to be as concerned. It's a different developer. Yeah, it's a different dev. Oh, yeah. okay, that's good. So see, play it instead. It's that good. explains why such a difference in contents and yeah. uh, portrayal. Yeah. Well, I'm skeptical. Albeit, uh, Alex, <laughs> if you do play along with the queen, I'd suggest not looking at the outfits. So. They're not all bad. Not all. Aren't they? No, they're not all bad. It's okay. Well, we're gonna sit down. We'll sit down and play it, and and we'll see. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> that'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. I, mean, I was. It's the worst game I've reviewed in three years of doing this show. How about that? Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's scarred. I hate it. All right. Well, <laughs> on that, up, on that note, <laughs> this week's topic. <laughs> That's true. Oddly appropriate. <laughs> Gotta fit in with. <clears throat> <laughs> 
So this week, what we're going to talk about, at last time we talked about ethics in games. This time we're going to talk about failure in games. Um, one of the books that we had read this semester in my Games Rhetoric and Play class was a book on um, failure in games, Jesper Jewell's book on failure. Um, so this week we decided to, to, to have a little chat about failure in games um, and talk about, one, how it operates, um, if it's a good thing, if it's a bad thing, and why, um, as well as how we can use failure. I mean, and anything else that comes up about failure in games along the way. Um, one, because it's a fun topic, uh, and two, because it's something that we need to think more and talk more about. <clears throat> um, not only as gamers, um, but also as educators who teach with games, um, or just as educators, period. Um, and uh, so that I'm not the uh, one talking all the time, because I have a lot to say about failure in games. Um, we're going to jump in and just have a little chit-chat and see what people, folks have to say about failure in games. Ladies. <laughs> I want to hear what Charlotte has to say. I know it's my thing. Um, well, I was just, I didn't read the book. What is that noise? Is that me? I, I don't hear so. it now. Okay, I don't know. It was like static. Anyway, um, I didn't read the book, but I picked this article because um, I took it. I took some time off, as I've mentioned, from games for a period of years. And when I came back to it, I was I was very pleased to find that you could save games because I'm old and. In the, in the old days, you couldn't save games. Mm -hmm. So when you died, you died. <laughs> and you had to start all over. And you had things like warp holes or whatever to help you get back there, but you still had to start all over. And mm -hmm. so when I got to um, back into games and you could save things, I thought that was like the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? I can save the game. It's not all lost. Um, <laughs> the young people are laughing. Um, That's okay. <laughs> But anyway, his article was interesting because it talks about the punishment of it. And it sort of ties in, for me, to the lone survivor that I've been playing this week. It's like, I really feel the more you fail, the more it, it makes you makes it harder. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know, and I, I thought it was my imagination, but I went and read about it, and I think it's actually doing that. So the more you fail, you lose access to certain rooms or, or things. Hmm. And so it sort of gets harder. <laughs> wow. But, you, but yeah, and, but I'm still addicted to it. I sort of want to start over, though, because now I understand the game. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I think I could do better. Yeah, mm -hmm. that seems kind of like too much punishment because it's like it's, punishing it's, you for for being new to the game. And you yeah, because I, I, I've played it for hours, and, and it was only like in the last hour that I realized I had missed like a whole fundamental help thing. Hmm. Where if you do a certain thing, you get help, and I didn't realize that till like the last hour I played, and I was like, "Oh man, this would have been a lot easier if I'd have known what those blue pills meant." And it's kind of <laughs> antithetical to what other games are doing with failure in play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's really different, um, but it's also interesting because I, I can't I can't let it go, which is what I think is interesting about it. And the name of the book escapes me, but um, I read it a couple of years ago. Um, which talking, well, I was talking about failure and how it's good for you, I guess, because you sort of grind through it and then you get the high. Or who was that? Mm -hmm. um, talking mm. about 
play in the real world. Mm-hmm. I'm not explaining it well, or you would all know what I was talking about. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just the punishment. Why, why do I, I guess I question myself. Why do I keep going back? Why do I, because games will stick with me. If I'm failing at it, I will, in my, when I'm not playing it, I will strategize in my head to death and dream about it <laughs> because I have to figure it out. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anybody? So, I mean, like I said, it seems kind of antithetical to what other games do. I mean, and with the way that, that failures always kind of operated in games. As a person who plays JRPGs and has played them for a really, really long time, and currently being the oldest person in the room, <laughs> barely, for all you whippersnappers out there laughing, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> your loose pants and your music, <laughs> <laughs> your saggy pants and your loud music. Uh, Failure has always been a good way to learn for me as well as other folks, right? I mean, and and I kind of made this, you know, get off my lawn reference and giggled when, when we were talking about uh, Bravely Default in class the other day because, like I said, it's one of the first games that's been, that's felt like a real old school JRPG. I'm sorry. I remembered. Reality is broken. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. McGonagall. Yeah. Um, but, so I play the game, and, and I fail at beating a boss, because, you you know, you play this game, and you have, you fight along the way, of course. There are all these turn-based battles, um, and then when you get to every crystal, there's like a super major boss, um, that you really need to have leveled up in between crystals, uh, in order to beat. Um, so I would actually go through with my current configuration the first time I get to a crystal and would fight it, even though I knew there was no way in hell I was going to beat it, right? After you, after you lose the first time, you say, there's nothing I got that's going to beat this, right? So you go through and you try all of these different potions, you try all of these different special moves, you try all of these different combinations to see what gets you higher hit points, um, and so on and so forth, so you know what you have to go back and level up, you know what kinds of potions you may need, you know how to, in other words, you know how to level up, and not that you just have to level up in order to beat this monster. So you uh, need to strategize to level up, right. or at least level up properly. Right, exactly. But you have to lose multiple times in order to be able to discern exactly how to do that. Right, yeah, but I think we're also seeing games that are doing this, that are what I'm talking about, which uh-huh. is making it worse, the worse you are, the bad decisions you make or whatever happens. Mm-hmm. So, like Dishonored, if you, if you go and shoot everybody, then apparently, I never finished the game, but apparently it gets worse. Like that your environment gets worse. Yeah, I mean, which which I think is crazy. Yeah, right? and then, um, well, I'm sorry. Well, because you're being punished for playing the game in the way that you want to play it. Yeah, and then also we, we've talked a little bit about Nevermind, which has sort of this, a similar concept where the more scared you get, the worse the game gets. Mm-hmm. The harder the game gets, the scarier the game gets, or whatever. Yeah. Charlotte, the, 
the the effect that you're describing seems a little bit different even from from those like the uh, dishonored has like that moral component like oh you made a bad choice in the way that you're playing therefore you know you're immoral and we're gonna punish you for it yours seems well there's more there is sort of an, a moral thing in there because it's sort of like okay. if you're not taking care of yourself kind of thing so right. if, you're, if you're not eating enough or sleeping enough then that's when things start to go bad because you start to get crazy and you can't think and it the guy's constantly telling you he's hungry I don't know if that's I mean, so much a moral thing. It's not like, really moral, but like health yeah. things. Yeah. But almost, it's it's got a weird parallel, and I don't know if they're intentionally doing it, but a weird parallel with like the effects of what poverty actually does, uh, like social yeah. punishments. Like because the, you know, things do get closed to you when you have those, like you've got minimal resources or you've got lack of education for something, or, and so mm. you don't do things correctly and then everything is stacked against you. I don't know if they're purposefully doing that, but that seems to be the system they're emulating. I don't know, but that's interesting because part of the frustration for me is that I literally can't find any food. And when right. I do find it, <laughs> when I do find food, it won't let me eat it because I don't have gas for the stove or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, so you need all these resources. And yeah, <laughs> it's like the texting game that you can't win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I can't stop playing, which goes back to the reality is broken. I have to just, like... I have to play. <laughs> That's interesting because when I'm faced with games like that, like Spelunky comes to mind. Yeah, um, you get mad. <laughs> which I have, which I have, what? I have a history with. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll feverishly play it for a little bit, but once I see that you can't, like any most of most roguelikes really, um, there's mm -hmm. that in Binding of Isaac. Like once I see you can't, Binding of Isaac's a little different because you really can beat it um, if you're like a maniac. Um, but uh, same is true for for Spelunky. You can actually beat Spelunky. Yeah. Well, regardless, <laughs> um, it's not within my actual powers or skill level to do. Then I will never play it again, ever. Oh. But it is within your power and skill level. It's just within your interest or investment level, and that's what Jewel is talking about. Right. Is right. the, your lost time and the punishment that comes from that. How, how do you know? Is it just within anybody's skill level? Because I don't think it's within yours. No, no, it's <laughs> Alex. You. I don't think so. I think so. It's not. It's not within your patience level. Well, skill and patience aren't exactly two divorced things either. That's what exactly. I'm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you don't have the ability to pay attention to it because it's not engaging enough, then yeah. Right. Not in your ability level in that sense. Not in the you wouldn't be skilled enough to do it, given the, the engagement and motivation. Yeah. Yep. I don't like failure. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, no, okay. no, that's not, that's not true either. Like, I get, I get very much so, like, the tiny details of being able to figure out a puzzle or a problem, that is always what, and, and failing over and over and having to restart is, is always what keeps me going. I mean, Ninja Gaiden was one of the first games I played from start to finish, and that I think is still one of the most difficult games on the original Xbox. Like, it's very difficult, but also possible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <coughs> I think that there are games that are purposely difficult 
especially today um, when we start looking at you know some games I think games like Spelunky um, and games like Dark Souls are kind of having their failure hipster moments yeah I would agree um, oh my god that it's is like it's like it's awesome. like a you they make it super hard just so when you get to a certain point you can like boast basically well mm -hmm. like there's no reason for your pants to be that tight so like it's just like to make a point so <laughs> no no reason for the game to be that difficult right converse aren't actually comfortable shoes they don't actually have any support but they are comfortable no okay that's the why comfortable. Okay, especially for like, right like the real Converse ones that that the super hipsters wear. There's no support. There's nothing. nothing. Okay, I I have really flat feet though, and arches yeah. for my feet, and so Converse is really helpful. I was okay. gonna say I have super flat feet too, and I think Converse is comfortable. Sorry, I know it was a room of hipsters. I'm sorry to protect your precious, precious Converse. Okay. <laughs> I wore Converse before Converse were cool. Yeah, so the the, the most hipster thing you could possibly say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this thing about how you couldn't actually be a hipster and be from Minnesota because all the stuff that makes hipsters hipsters actually makes sense there. Like, you have to wear flannel, you have to wear stocking caps all the time because it's cold. Tight pants keep you warmer in the cold weather than, than loose pants do, so it's actually, like, a thing that lumberjacks actually do. So You, like, you it, have to wear flannel? Well, if you live in Minnesota. It's, I mean, you go to the store, all the flannels really are lined. You wear flannel. They're all lined and stuff. Flannel used to be really cool, by the way. Part of our culture. But, I mean, it's not. It's never been cool in Minnesota. It's just like the It thing. was definitely cool in Texas. It was the thing in the 90s. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, in Texas, it's, it's 9 billion degrees. Well, not in the winter. <laughs> the warmest in Minnesota is like 4.5 degrees. So. Yeah, in, in winter, it's only 7 billion degrees. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we wore flannel in the nineties, that's all I'm saying. Everyone wore flannel in the nineties. Everybody wore I think everybody wore flannel in the nineties. I didn't know y'all were alive in the nineties. <laughs> oh <laughs> me, right? Because I'm old I'm old too. I'm the I'm the middle age. Oh now. please, you're old. Whatever. I'm middle age. I think You're like twenty what, nine, eight? Twenty eight, thank you very much. But also <laughs> but I'm right in the middle now. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Be gone with you. <laughs> but, okay, so on failure, I mean, there's there's interesting things going on when we talk about failure in games, right? But there is something about failure, right, that does bring about that hipster moment. Because we had no choice when games first became popular way back in the dark ages when, when like, Charlotte and I started gaming. Because you failed at a game, you failed at a game. You started over from the beginning. That was the way games, that's the way games worked. But, you know, as we said many times before, it was okay. Because back then, you only got a new game every three or four months. You didn't get new games every Tuesday. Tuesday well, and Sunday. And it was okay, except unless you were at the arcade, which failing meant another quarter. Quarter, yeah. yeah. This is true. Um, and then that ate all your quarters, right? Yeah, that's all your money. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't have a lot of games, right? But if you were playing games at home, it was okay to fail, and you tried to strategize and figure things out, right? It's why we have all those great 
like images of people's hand-drawn maps of games like Zelda because you needed to gamify the experience in other ways to extend the gaming experience right because it was it had to go beyond just the you know plain old console play because hey this had to last you for a while mm. um, so you did other things right people it's like you're at the arcade too right people theory crafted because it was part of the game and not because it was theory crafted you know right. mm -hmm. they weren't just trying to game the system that was how you played right and became, you know, it extended the experience. But like that seems a little overly nostalgic too. Like I'm, like saying that was some like pure time of gaming when people like did it because they had to, and it's not okay to do now. Get off my lawn, damn it! Um, <laughs> I mean, really though, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm saying it's nostalgic at all because I think I said I was super thrilled when I found out you could save things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and is it not okay to do theory crafting now? Because I mean, no. they think. That, I don't think that's praised in a lot of different ways. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think I'm not saying at all it's not okay to do theory crafting. What I'm saying right. is that we did it for a different reason back in the old days. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily or, or a combined reason. A combined like, reason, reason, yes. Right. It wasn't trying to just it wasn't just trying to game the system, it was extending the gaming experience. And, and, you know, and, and I may be, you know, and, yeah, like I said, it should, I mean, I'm first to admit it may be nostalgia. And I say that all the time. I question it a lot when I'm, you know, as now as an older gamer and I go back and I play like JRPGs where, you know, I used to enjoy spending, you know, 20 hours at a time playing through JRPGs. Now I kind of get pissed and I'm like, shit, I got to go out and grind more to do this? Are you kidding me? Can I, like, buy some power-ups or something? <laughs> um, well, it just feels like the argument, like, oh, it used to be so much more real. It used to be so much more, you know. Like, <laughs> but, like, the, and the reason I have a problem with that argument in gaming is because that, you know, like, a lot of people, well, it's so easy, like, especially with WoW. Let's take WoW, for example. Oh, well, when WoW started, it was this and it was that. And whatever, and the, the truth was, like, a lot of people weren't included you then. You know, like, yeah, you walked all the way across Azeroth, like, fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, people, like, there were so many people excluded, and now all of a sudden that other other people get involved. Now it's easy. Now that they like made it accessible to people who didn't have this esoteric gaming knowledge, now it's not okay. It's not the same thing. Well, you're experiencing something different than we experienced because we had to earn it. And you just mm -hmm. get, you know what I mean? And I know for, I know that's not what you're saying, but that's what no. I have a knee-jerk reaction to this argument. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not, you're, you're yeah, right. I'm not saying that at all. I agree what you're saying, but um, the one thing that's kind of cool about how Jewel approaches is, is he actually acknowledges that. Mm -hmm. um, that, that kind of reaction uh, that people have to the change in the way failure is being used. Right. Um, and so he he actually talks about the different ways that failure becomes useful um, and how some of these new games, yeah, they, they don't permakill you when, when you lose or send you back to the beginning all the time or mm -hmm. you know, they don't do some of these things that, you know, quote-unquote real games or whatever did in the past. But, <laughs> I but, never but, said anything about real games. No, no, no. I mean, I mean her argument. I mean, the stereotypical straw man argument that we're saying because it pisses everybody off. Right. Um, <laughs> but, but like, he talks about that there are other things, you know, ways of failing due to the investment of time or ways to fail due to investment of chance or whatever. So yeah, it was kind of an interesting way of looking at different ways that games do that. 
And I think it was interesting that and when we were doing the <laughs> when we were doing the Graner I, I still don't know how to pronounce her name. Graner Ray. Ray. When we were reading her her book and she said that um, like one way to make games more accessible is to reduce like the uh, serious like consequences of failing and um, like the punishment of failing. And so she she said that if you have something that's serious, it takes it takes the player out of the game, and that is in itself bad uh, gameplay. Does someone have a baby? I'm sorry, it's my dog. The puppy wanted to be a Yeah, it's my puppy. <laughs> Right. I thought it, I thought it was like a rubber piece. duck. It was squeaky. <laughs> Is it a squeak toy? Yeah, she loves her squeaky toy. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought that was literally the dog barking, and I was like, what's going no. I was like, is she choking? I mean, no. That has happened numerous times with Smalls on here. You guys have heard it. But <laughs> uh, Sarah Grenaray and uh, yeah, but yeah, but I think that if if there is too much like of a penalty for failing, then you get sucked out of the the in-game zone, mm-hmm. and then yeah. it's just it's it like kind of takes you out of the experience. And so mm-hmm. I I think that making it quote unquote easier is not or like you know, more generous, I guess. I think that, because I think that that's better, like, more generous, like, you have more opportunities to try again or um, don't lose progress. I don't know if it's more generous or easier. It's just a different type of, it's just a different approach. Yeah, and I think that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, like, the real gamers play Super Mario Brothers and right. <laughs> I don't think anybody's Mario. ever said that. <laughs> but, what I am saying, but what I am saying is, I was thrilled with it. Easier or not, I'm not saying it's easier. It's just I, I love to have, yeah, it's different, and I loved it. I loved to find that I could, I could get past that horrible boss and I didn't have to do it again, over yeah. and over and over and over and over. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and I think totally um, my issue with my issue with Grand Array wanting to minimize consequences, not not necessarily like because I think games should su- be super hard. Um, I personally do not like failing in games a million times, so I too am very very happy for things getting easier. Mm. Um, but I think it depends on the type of game, um, and we we look for different types of consequences or different types of failure. I mean, even if you if you look at certain things like, um, I've been, I guess I forgot to list one game that I've been playing. When I'm playing Minecraft, mm-hmm. um, there are legacy, I know, I'm sorry. There are like legacy challenges that you can implement um, to make it harder. Yes. And it yeah. can already be a difficult game. It can, it can already, you know, be something where you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that a creeper just exploded and destroyed everything I worked on for the last five hours. I hate my life. Um, but you can add more challenges in if that's not enough or if that's not the kind of challenge you want to do. Um, and so I think it's it's less about necessarily reducing the challenge and more about differentiating the types of challenges in or uh, that are available, like the games, the different types of games and different types of failure. I think you're so on the right track, and what this re- argument reminds me of is Jennifer Hepler. Did anybody else get that feeling while she was talking? Like when she was talking about how different gamers want different things, and some want narrative, and some want like uh, yeah. you know, coordination challenges, and some want 
you know, strategy challenges. And, and so when you do, when you allow for those options in games, you're not making it easier or harder, this or that. You're just giving different options. That's what it sounds like you're saying, Jen. Exactly. But then you have, then um, you have the folks that, that are going to hate that no matter what. That, that's when you get oh, yeah, those. Yeah. That's the nostalgia <laughs> people. Well, when my day... Well, no. no, that's not the nostalgia people. We just, just playing no assholes. and walk uphill both <laughs> yeah, ways. That's right. To get that's to the assholes. That's right. those are just playing those assholes. Nostalgia assholes. <laughs> yeah, those aren't those aren't yeah, those aren't the nostalgic people. You know, those are people who you know want to say those are the people who want to continue to keep other people out of games. Exactly. Right? Those, yeah, and that's those where are the you people get that liked them when they did that. That fake geek girl mentality too. Mm. It's it's that how do we find a way to exclude somebody um, from our little private community? Yeah. Um, that's a completely yeah. It's it's its own separate horrible thing. Say more about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it is it's it's the it's the it's the big question right? Well, what kind of games do you play? Or mm -hmm. do you remember blah blah blah? Right, it's those it's those gatekeeper questions that get asked, right? Mm. Because you know every every did you use? Right, it's every every girl who's who's every girl every woman who's ever played games has run up against those gatekeeper That's questions cool. at some point, mm -hmm. right? Casual, um, <laughs> right? I mean, casual games. You get them all the time. Mm -hmm. You get them, you know. You get them when you go to GameStop. You get them oh, you when play you those go. Facebook. Right, you get them, or like, think about, I mean, I mean, how many people, like, go into a physical brick-and-mortar store to buy games? I mean, I do it, everybody laughs, yes, I do it. I do it, no, I do it, too. I do it. Well, yeah, especially if it's, like, we stay, and I have ago. to get it now. Every yeah, time, that's, that's why or I you get something for your son, or... Every time, present? yeah. Every Re time, is this a present? Resident right. Evil, they tell me, this is a mature game. I'm like, I know, I'm like 40. Oh God! I, 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 I have a very interesting confession. Actually, guess, the last time I went in to go buy, go ahead. Oops, sorry, you go ahead. No, I just had an embarrassing confession because you, know, you, 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 and I are, are the same age, and I went in to go get a, a a game from one of the stores, and they actually carded me because it was a mature game. Oh, really? like yes, I am older than eighteen. <laughs> so you're getting carded at the bar anymore. Jesus. I was gonna say that I don't think I'm old enough to get the. Is this for your son? Questions. No, you you're not. No, you don't look old enough today. Yours is for your boyfriend. I actually have not ever gotten that, but maybe I'm just. Right. I don't know. Well, maybe you know, I get the inane questions, right? Like as I'm walking through like the game store and I'm looking at everything <clears throat> and they're like are you looking for vacuum cleaners or you must be lost with dementia <laughs> with your hysterics <laughs> <laughs> but it's the games like it's like well are you looking for something in particular no I'm just looking to see if something catches my attention and then it, then comes the, the the well clearly you don't know how games work comment right well you know what system are you looking for because these are divided by system what system do you have all of them all of motherfucker them. now leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> well now and this doesn't have a lot to do with games but it's been bothering me lately 
every time I go to Target, and, and, well, to be honest, yes, every time I go to Target, the cashier asks me, do you want a gift receipt with these Legos? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Everybody that goes. <laughs> yeah, I get that one too. It's okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, because these are quote-unquote children's toys, right? Yeah, grown-ups don't play games. No. Well, see, they they know me at Target now. Um, so I, I don't get the question at Target, really, unless I get somebody who's just over there working in the game section that's not usually there. But I get ignored like hell at some of the game quote-unquote game stores. And, you know... And it's like I go in there and I'm like, okay, I'm here to like drop some major bucks, and you're like, you're helping this, you know, 12 year old kid who's trying to buy a game one he can't afford, two he can't buy without his parents, and ignoring the shit out of me, and I came in first, right? I mean, because we've had this conversation that happens to me all the time. <laughs> Mad eye. I heard a huge crash, and I looked outside, and she was throwing herself against the door trying to get in. She really does have, like, a mad eye. I told you. She's got the brown, got the brown eye in there. <laughs> the crazy blue one. The she's crazy sitting, one. She felt like she had an opinion because she's been sitting with me every day while I play Pants vs. Zombies. No. no offense, but my fish has Popeye right now, and that's what that eye looks like. <laughs> it looks really bad right now because we're in the dark. It usually doesn't look that bad. It looks pretty bad. It doesn't look bad. <laughs> it looks, it bad. looks like it looks like smalls. Where's your smalls? Sorry. <laughs> she literally was throwing her body against the door to come in. So there's always time for pets. Well, I thought if if Charlotte's derailed for a squeaky toy that I thought was a baby, <laughs> come say hi. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to kind of switch gears for a second because we've been talking about how failure operates um, for gamers, and then we start talking about other stuff too. But I want to talk for a minute about as you know people who work with games professionally, teach with games, how failure operates, right? Um, and I think that one of the things that we, we need to recognize, have to recognize, is that in a get-off-my-lawn moment, that the way folks who are in our classes now, who are 18 to 22, if they're more traditionally aged, uh, older or younger, if they are not, um, a lot of the folks growing up, I mean, that are growing up and are in our classes now as university instructors, yes, but definitely anybody younger, you've got a group of people who have been teaching themselves how to do things, right? Quote unquote, play video games, or, you know, here's a, you know, the big, you know, aha moment. They've been teaching themselves how to do things all along without our help, right? Um, so they've learned to learn in a different way. They've learned to learn through that failure, right? In the same way that we talked about how, you know, how I kind of strategize when I'm playing a JRPG. I figure out kind of in a very meticulous way what things I need to level up, what kinds of potions or spells I'm going to need, what kinds of um, 
<clears throat> what kinds of new tasks I'm going to have to learn if I'm going to have to switch if I'm going to have to switch professions if I'm going to have to switch someone in my party from being a thief to being a Valkyrie right these kinds of things that I have to figure out and you know what I'm going to have to do in order to beat this boss these are the same kinds of things that people are doing every day that students are doing younger folks are doing the people who are students in our class are doing but we're not changing the way we teach these people. We're still teaching them the same way that they taught me 40 years ago. Right? Which is to say, if you fail, that's bad. So you don't want to fail. You want to do it right the first time. There was um there's this really interesting study that came out recently that um I uh, shared with some of my students. Uh, it came out, it was like an automotive industry by like one of these really big companies. And they um, they talked about the types of graduates that people in their field should hire um, because it was different than who who they thought, right? So they looked, they did this big study. I think it was engineering, but automotive stuff. So they did this big study, and they and they found out that people who had 4.0s um, consistently um, didn't get promoted, consistently um, ended up having breakdowns, consistently not doing well in the in the industry um, mm -hmm. because they, they have never fail. experienced failure. Um, so I, yeah. I wish I could, I, I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you for the show notes. I'll get you the link to it. Um, but what happened was is what they recommended was um, for, for big programs like med schools and for PhDs um, and for high-level engineering positions, especially for sciences, um, if you, especially if you're doing like labs and, and experiments, you have to hire someone with less than a 4.0. You have to read the essays and find someone who had had sort of a crisis and then decided this is what they want to do because if and I'm, and I'm in the other category so I don't like this because I've always like known what I wanted to do and I've never faulted from it so this is not good for me but they say that if you pick someone who's gone like had a wavering path they're far more likely to be successful um, because they know how to deal with failure it doesn't break them down Thank God. This is a real thing that they're using in top companies now this report so if you have a 4.0, you might be far less likely to get a job. Oh. And, it, <laughs> well, and, and that's actually um, been common, um, common talk in education as well, um, talking about how you know a lot of the people who go through education programs, uh, especially at the before the pre-college levels, um, if they were honor students a lot of times have a hard time seeing why their students struggle with understanding concepts because they were able to move to the actual answer very quickly um, and so they don't always know how to do that translation from uh, from a, a position of expertise into one of instruction um, which can be an incredibly difficult thing to do you can learn to do that um, and a lot of us um, have those traits to want to or to know how to like do this self-instruction and still get the 4.0 but um, but that is that's probably part of that is is the people who've been forced to do it already have those skills mm -hmm. because that's how they succeeded in spite of of a, a course change or whatever so. And, and Sarah, I think, I think it's far more like lab stuff and engineering stuff than it's going to be someone who's like managing communities or doing any kind of communication skills. Just mm -hmm. not to make that. Because I, I mean, because I personally, I don't know why I got into this, but like, 
in like seventh and eighth grade, I was really into coding and like working with Photoshop. Nothing like serious, but just like for fun. And so like I, you know, I taught myself just the basics of that, like just all on my own, like just trying it and like downloading like the free trials like of the different Photoshop, just so I could always have Photoshop. So, mm -hmm. so I can, and I think that personally, like, I mean, I, I'm sure it would have probably saved time if yeah. somebody had, like, taught me, but, um, but I, I mean, I enjoy just the, especially with Photoshop, I just enjoy experimenting with it, and then you find things, and you're like, oh, like, this is how I do this, or, and, you know, you, you can see yourself getting better, and, and that's stuff, why so that's you're a nice. wonderful student and so smart. Well, and I think, and I think too, that's part of what makes it, it's what really drives that knowledge home and makes it more than memorization. Mm -hmm. Like it, it becomes something that is part of you, like part of your repertoire, because you don't just nobody just handed you, like here's what you do. You you press this button and you get this effect. Like you figured it out, and so you know the mechanics behind it, as well as you know being able to point to somebody else and say, hey, look, press this button. So it's it's maybe a deeper level of understanding than straight instruction can do. It's experiential learning. Mm -hmm. Plus, right? and, and plus that's the difference. Yeah. Plus if you like want, you know, I think that wanting to do it for you is a huge factor too because if you're just doing it because oh, somebody said, you know, I have to do this and then if you want to do it because you're interested in doing it and interested in like making a product or something then that's really helpful and that's why like I think a lot of the games that happens a lot well in games because you know people don't play games unless they want to play games mm -hmm. yeah that's where you run into that problem with gamification in the classroom <laughs> um, I mean really because you you either end up making them do something that they just seriously do not want to do or you get those issues of failure in the classroom where either it's so easy they think it's just a waste of their time mm -hmm. because they're not failing at all or if it if it is something they can fail at, if it's not something they're motivated to do, then it's kind of like Alex was saying about that game earlier, maybe they could do it, but they sure as hell don't want to. Yeah. It's like Alex and Wolf Quest. Yep. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Actually, Wolf, Quest. Me and Wolf Quest. Wolf Quest. I enjoyed it. I just enjoyed watching somebody else do it. I was gonna um, say, yeah, I think uh, gamification should be our next topic. I think that's something we haven't really talked about. I mean, we've talked about it plenty, but it hasn't been our main topic, has it? No, I don't think it has. I think gamification. Yeah, gamification and in all its many iterations. Could we we'll be a topic? And now, now we can't it. we can't talk about it without talking about Wolf Quest. Um, let's make it Wolf Quest and gamification. Yeah. <laughs> the Alex Lane school of failure. How to attract a mate or not attract one. It'll be the best title ever. You can talk about my epic failure with Mirror's Edge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was probably the pressure of like us standing and watching you was probably just not helpful. Well, it, it was fine, and then Cody took over. That was the best. <laughs> oh yeah. It was fine. He had much yeah, and then Patrick took over and spent like a minute, and he had a mate. Yeah. He's like, no, it's okay, Cody. It was because of all your hard work, and we're like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. All right. Well, that on that note. On that note. 
we can end our conversation on on uh, failure, which I'm sure we'll come back to when we talk about gamification, since Alice Lane has just chosen our topic for next time. You are welcome. Yay! <clears throat> we'll talk about gamification and uh, and in all its many iterations, uh, and where 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 it's been, where it is, where it should be. Uh, next time around, that'll be a fun <clears throat> one. Mm-hmm. Controversial, I'm sure, <clears throat> but fun. Okay, so on that note, let's go into our our roundup stuff. Um, Charlotte, yeah. wow us with our deals for broke ass gamers, my love. I don't know if there'll be any wowing, but um, so this week there's been a lot of weird Xbox One deals. Monday, no shit. <laughs> Monday, you could get an Xbox One for four hundred dollars with Forza. On Amazon, it's over now, but it's weird, so I want to talk about it. Um, it seems like the Xbox One just came out yesterday, right? So, mm-hmm. um, to have it drop significantly for a was, day, for a day, it was surprising. <laughs> um, I, I probably would have jumped on it, but Forza, I, I care less about. It. If it was Dead, if it was Dead Rising Three, I would have been all over it. But Forza is pretty fun, even if you don't like yeah. those But neither no, I right don't. I, have, I don't. But let's let's make you feel guilty for not jumping on that. Well, I have to go to Scotland too, so I have like money problems. <laughs> but anyway, it's weird because in addition to that, um, it dropped or it went on. I'm sorry, I, I keep saying dropped, and Microsoft is like it didn't drop. It went on sale for four hundred fifty dollars, <laughs> which they are saying is not a price drop, but it looks like a price drop. Well, it certainly mm. was higher and then went lower. So in my book, it's, it's a not, price drop, <laughs> and it hasn't it hasn't dropped because I just got my GameStop ad, and it hasn't dropped at GameStop. So no, no, it went back up. That's what that's a, that's what's weird about it is like it dropped and went back up, and they're saying it's not going to be a, a thing. And so I, all I know is somebody who doesn't have one, I'm going to wait. And then they had the Titanfall, the, the Titanfall bundle yeah. after that, where you got the yeah. Xbox One and Titanfall. For four hundred and fifty dollars. For four fifty, yeah. So oh, it's a, yeah, and it's four ninety nine that same bubble at GameStop right now. So. Yeah, well, maybe GameStop's not the best place, but <laughs> um. Anyway, I just thought it was weird because it just came out and it's dropping and moving all over the place, and Microsoft is saying it's not, and it is. So I don't know, whatever. Well, it's been what almost five months. It's yeah, but I mean, I guess my recollection anyway, and I, I could be recalling incorrectly. Is that the the 360 say pretty stable until yeah for a long time? Isn't the isn't the PS4 like significantly outselling though? No, not anymore. It was at the problem first. with me is, and this is what I was saying to Alex earlier is there's no games, so I don't have any incentive mm-hmm. unless you're gonna give me the game I want, and even then, I'm still paying four hundred dollars for a game. There's some games that come out that aren't even on the Xbox One, like. Second Son. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's not my game, though. There's nothing I get excited about except Dead Rising 3, and that's not enough. There's a couple games I've wanted that haven't been out for it, but it's annoying. Yeah. So, anyway, the other games are sort of... um, I didn't find a lot of great stuff. Gamefly has Forza and Killzone used for $25 for Xbox One and PS4. Mm -hmm. So, good deal if you're into that. Uh, PlayStation <coughs> downloads this week. Thief and Tomb Raider for thirty as Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Don't I don't buy Thief. 
I don't know what the definitive edition means. Yeah, it it you 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 said this you said the same thing in your because you did your power hour review on Thief, right? Yep. Okay. And um and other reviews have said the same thing that it's just even yeah. people who like and stealth really, games, you've got to be pretty freaking generous to think this game's fine. I, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the free with gold version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's what it leads into my last one, which is the humble bundle weekly sale. I actually already own all these games, so yeah. I'm excited. But <laughs> but if you don't, they're they're not bad deals. Uh, Tomb Raider eleven ninety nine, Sleeping Dogs mm-hmm. four ninety nine. Um, and Sleeping Dogs is a good game. That's Sleeping fun. Dogs, if you haven't, it, it's fun. For four ninety nine, that's a fucking steal. Sleeping yeah. Dogs is a good game. It's it's kind of um, a cross between uh, Grand Theft Auto and um, Soul Calibur. Hmm. It's a fun game. Strange. Yeah, and five bucks. I mean, yeah, you yeah, can't beat bucks. that. It's a fun game, definitely. You could buy two science girls for that. <laughs> <laughs> but we wouldn't, would we? No. No. Actually, and you can't either. I think it's five bucks regularly. Oh. Lies. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, just like I get super frustrated watching games like Tomb Raider, and I didn't put this on here because I couldn't find the link. But earlier this week, I saw. Um, Bioshock trilogy for twelve ninety nine, I think, on Amazon. Yeah, and it's it, was, it was it was fifteen bucks before Christmas, and then they dropped it this week to like twelve dollars or twelve ninety nine. Yeah, wow, and it's not actually. even that it's not even that old though. So I, I'm like, this is where I start to get really resistant to buying the Xbox One because it's like I can just wait like a year. It's fine. I'm busy. Yeah, you know, right? Play stuff it's better on. than me. I have no. I'm horrible. It's like when I when I see something I want it. I I've gotten better though because I'm surprised at myself that I do not have currently an Xbox One and Dead Rising Three because Dead Rising is like my my thing. And I yeah, I, just, I, I was surprised you waited this long too. So yeah, I liked Dead Rising Two, but I don't, I didn't dig Dead Rising Three. Yeah, I didn't did. Uh, part of that is I guess what Alex is saying is I didn't dig Dead Rising Two. So and Dead Rising, what I have played of Dead Rising Three was a little cheesy. It's cheesy. So (laughs) I'm like, ah, whatever, I'll wait. And you can always just borrow it from me and play it in the lab. Yeah, that's true. But still, it's surprising that I don't have an Xbox One. That is surprising. And I am proud of this. (laughs) Just wait till you get back from Scotland. Well, isn't it? yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I can't get my Xbox 3 right now because I have to go to Scotland. Like, eh, I think you're all right. And then yeah. there'll be lots of, lots of good games to play on it because Watch Dogs will be out. Um, the Murder Soul Suspect will be out. There'll be lots of games out after the, this summer. Cool. That's probably when I'll be getting it. Yeah. So. All right, is that that's it for your deals, right? Yep, that's it. So here's a something to to think about, folks. We're currently running our um, Titanfall swag pack contest. Um, so if you go to the uh, go to the blog, you'll see on the front page it's that rec- it's currently the second post, um, but it'll move down because it got posted yesterday. Um, if you you can uh, earn contest entries. 
um, by retweeting a post um, about the contest, liking us on Facebook, or following us on Twitter, and you can earn up to 10 entries a day um, to win the Titanfall swag pack, which includes, it's really helpful if you're playing Titanfall, or even if you're really not and just like Titanfall swag, um, <laughs> the, uh, the Prima um, game guide, the electronic version, there's a code for it, as well as a Titanfall lanyard, I see, I see Smalls dancing, as well as a Titanfall lanyard, um, and um, a Titanfall like Titan. wrist warmer. So there's swag. Titanfall swag to be had just by doing what you would normally do, which is like us, retweet us, and and follow us on Twitter. So if you've already done that, all you have to do is, you don't have to follow us again on Twitter, just tell us what your Twitter handle is, and it will notice whether or not you have actually followed us before, and if you've already liked us, it'll show that too, so you don't have to re-like us on Facebook. The only thing you have to actively do is to actually send out a tweet that says, hey, check out this contest. Um, cool. and you, get, you can earn up to 10 entries a day in the contest to win Titanfall swag. Most importantly, most importantly, can I win? No. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Look, I can tweet 10 times. It's fine. I'll do it right now. <laughs> no, ma'am. You may not. That's disappointing. No, if you are if you are on this show, you cannot win. Fair point. You'll live. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> actually know what Titanfall is, so I'll probably be alright. No, see, that's because you don't have Xbox One. Just the idea of swag. <laughs> just the general idea of swag. Like, <laughs> need the swag. And there's a picture of the swag on the front, on the on the on the blog post. Yeah. All right, so. That will be it for us for episode 74, which is our episode on failure in games. We'll have to do a um, big thing for next time. Now, I know we're coming up on episode Maybe 75. Oh, I know, bonus. Last time we sneaky, my sneaky, house, sneaky, sneaky for everybody. Yeah, well, look, Liz, I'm looking. Currently, everybody on the cast is all in the greater Lafayette area. Hey, hey. All right, it's a date. Two Wednesdays from now. I'm hosting. Okay, great. You can bring Star. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> and her squeaky toys. And her squeaky toys. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Crazy dog. Oh, jeez. I'm glad I have my headphones in my dog. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Small. Uh. Damn. <laughs> so until next time, episode seventy-five, where we'll be talking about gamification in some venue. Uh, you can always send us an email and send us email questions or comments or video mail or voicemail at nymgamer at gmail .com. Um, or you can use the handy dandy voicemail widget that is both on our blog site and at the top of our Facebook page under the banner. It's a nice little widget that allows you to just click and leave us a voicemail. Um, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at, at NYMGamer. You can check out our daily pithy posts on our blog at NYMGamer.com um, or oh, you can always, always, always like us on Facebook at NotYourMama'sGamer and if uh, 
Facebook and Twitter are not your thing and Tumblr is. You can check us out on Tumblr where you will also have access to all our daily pithy posts at nymgamer.tumblr.com. And soon you will be able to have virtual reality. <laughs> Just soon Oculus Rift on, all of us on your Oculus Rift on Facebook. Oculus Facebook. <laughs> not your mama's gamer goes 3D. There you go. <laughs> So, <laughs> so until next time folks stay warm don't fear failure and as always game on game on <laughs>